Hello and welcome to Kotaku's Split Screen Podcast, a podcast where we tackle video games one excruciatingly specific topic at a time. I am Michael Fahey, one of your three hosts. I am back after a a bout with COVID-19. I Ooh. am... What's that? Yeah, COVID-19 is a... Uh, it's like a little cold you get. Oh, that... that just yeah. to be clear, that's not true. <laughs> is that not true? Misinformation. Well, yeah, it's a little cold. You get a little cold. You take some ivermectin and you're fine. Oh my God, stop. What? It was a horrible, horrible <laughs> sickness that laid me low for like two and a half weeks. Uh, my family got it all, and everyone else, uh, they, they were through it within a week, and I just, I'm still having lingering uh, lingering effects. So yes, don't take ivermectin, kids. But do say hello to my co-host, as always, Lisa Marie Sagara. Sagara. Hi, C- here to ruin the joke at all times. Sagara. 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 I'm trying to roll the R's, it's not working. Also, I appreciate we, the attempt. I tried. Sorry. <laughs> An attempt was made. And we have Ethan Gak. Hello. It's Gash. You're doing you're, you're doing a bit, right? Is it a bit? Is it a bit? No, it's Gak. <laughs> God damn it. It's a Klingon Hello. last name. I wish. That would actually be pretty cool. <laughs> it would. And also joining us this week for our very special topic is Ian the Walker Walker. Say hello, Ian. I'm here. Hello. I didn't say, say, I'm here. Jesus, this is already a freaking dumpster fire. <laughs> I go away for a couple of weeks. Ian is here because Ian is our resident fighting game expert. Oh, uh, no. I have, yeah, and, and I have no idea how that, how being a fighting game expert applies to today, this week's topic, which is Super Smash Brothers, a decidedly non-fighting game. It's a brawling game. Oh. Is it? Oh. Is oh, it? I guess Ian has to leave now. Yeah, Big get out. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big topic. Is that is that part of the talk today? Well, the, our first segment today is just going to be talking about the series at large, uh, as it as it appeared. What was it, nineteen ninety nine when it first kicked off? Y- yes. Um, then Nintendo sixty four uh, when it came out, and everyone at the time was like, "Holy crap! These characters are crossing over from different games. What's going on? Oh my god!" Did people do that? I don't remember. <laughs> they did. They did. I was, I was, uh, let's see, 1999, I was 27. Jesus. That's I know. Close to how old I am now. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Yes, I'm back <laughs> and I'm old, everybody. God damn it. I quit. Click. <laughs> Oh my Does god, click I should work? have just kept my mouth shut. I'm sorry. You're doing great. It's, a, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> no, but Smash Brothers showed up first in 1999. Uh, it was kind of a revelation, and they weren't really doing that. I know Japanese games had been doing it for a while, but mainly for their, uh, hey, here's a bunch of anime women fighting each other. It's racy. But Nintendo came along. Yeah, that's it's, a, it's, a, it's like a whole genre over there. But Nintendo came along and put all their characters, put some Pokemon in there. Uh, Donkey Kong, Mario, they kind of made their own little Nintendo. I mean, that first installment was mainly Nintendo. It was all Nintendo. There was no third party. But uh, were you, well, any po- of you guys... Pokemon's are, technically third party, right? I, mm. uh, second party, Game Freak, Nebulous. Yeah, second, second party. party would be the way. Game Freak would technically be considered second party, but no one uses that term because it's very confusing. Do you but remember the TV spot for when the game came out? TV oh, spots like it, in the industry. Wasn't it wasn't it like mascots? Like yeah, people in costumes? Yeah, it's people in costumes, and I forget I is it um I forget if it's a Beach Boys song or whatever, but it was like um, Yeah, it's Beach Boys. Uh so happy to get that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The then, tur- wait, is that the Beach Boys or is that the Turtles? I don't even know what the Turtles are. Okay, They're now we're gonna have. Okay, we're gonna look up. We're gonna Google so yeah, happy together. Actually, it might be the turtles. I think it might so, be. It's, I feel like it's one of those that's like, oh, it sounds exactly like the Beach Boys, but it, it was some other group. Song by Turtles. Oh, you, uh, you can. Well, it you also go. shows yeah. Song by Beatles and several other. Hey, the internet's wrong sometimes, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember seeing that spot and just being like, whoa, this, this is like wild. Well, one, it was just weird seeing like something on TV for a video game, but also that it was live action people in costumes beating each other up 
Yeah, Nintendo was really into that for a bit. For the first Animal Crossing game, they also had people dress up in these absolutely cursed oh, no. costumes. They look like they came out to Times Square or something. It was awful. Well, it's like Sony was doing with Crash Bandicoot at the time. They had, well, they still use that stupid costume with the human face in the middle of it. Ah, what? Why are you shaking your head? Lisa Marie, for those listening along at home, uh, was shaking her head. I hate it. That's why. You hate Crash Bandicoot or you hate mascots? No, I hate this costume. (laughs) (laughs) It's an enchanting part of New York as a non-New York native. Uh, someone who doesn't get there very often. Every time I go there, oh, I love no. seeing the ratty mascots. Don't. Those people, Not. All, I'm not going to group in everyone, but a lot of them are, like, sketchy and are, like, will grope you and are very inappropriate. Use caution. I'm not going to lump in every Times Square mascot, but mm-hmm. you always hear of them doing sketchy shit. Like, really? some people. So, And you can't tell who's who, so just use caution around them. That's all I'm going to say. What do you mean you can't tell who's who? It's Spider-Man. There, I it's, can't. Yeah, it's Spider-Man it's Elmo. Spider-Man. It's Spider-Man. It's, it's Peter unstuffed Parker. Elmo. <laughs> it's, they're, 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 their identities are right there. <laughs> I'm you sorry. know what's weird? When you see like three Elmos and Hello Kitties and it's like, wait, who's the real one? It's like the Spider-Man <laughs> in real life. <laughs> well, what do you think? You think there's, there's only one real Pikachu? There's there's many. There's all, okay, Elmo, but Elmo there's only supposed to be... okay. Uh-huh. How many Hello Kitties are there? Actually, she does have a twin. Fun fact. Twice as many, many as the Goodbye Kitties. There are as many Hello Kitties as there are dreams, Lisa Marie. Oh, you know what? Why aren't we talking about Smash? <laughs> I will I will say that it blew my mind at the time when I was able to play as Link and beat up uh, Ness. And like these two characters from two of my favorite games were like in the same game. And it's like hard. I just remember being like, I don't think anything else had ever shocked me in that way. It wasn't like shocking, but it was just like just that that alone was just cool. And I, you know, I was like, I don't know, 10 or whatever. And like, I guess this is probably how a lot of people like younger people playing Fortnite feel where it's just like there doesn't even have to be like a deeper gimmick or anything. It's just like this is this is just cool. Look, they're, they're in the same. They're standing next to each other. They're They're interacting. This is awesome. Well, and it also, it was like a time before like the MCU and stuff, like before like crossovers were the norm, you know, so seeing all them together was like you said was it was just such a new thing yeah fahey hit us with your comic book knowledge didn't didn't marvel and dc do some like tragic crossover thing attempted amalgam amalgam was great they did a few crossovers before amalgam like one shots i think uh x-men and the teen titans did a thing and they had x-men and avengers or no x-men and uh, justice league or avengers and justice league but amalgam was the big crossover they did where they they did a a multi-part crossover starring the characters where people got to vote on who won. Like it was Storm versus Wonder Woman and Storm ended up picking or Wonder Woman and someone ended up picking up Thor's hammer. Uh, it might've been Wonder Woman. I don't know. And then afterwards they did Amalgam where they mashed them all up. So you had like Wolverine and Batman were Dark Claw. Dark Claw. <laughs> the wild, wild stuff. Was that so? Was that the nineties? When did that happen? God, it had to be the nineties because yeah, I was uh, yeah, I was with my first wife at the time because I remember going to the comic shop to avoid my first wife and pick those <laughs> comics. That's a up. classic Fahey story right there. Yeah, once again we have a rant. <laughs> what? That one was much more tame compared to your other personal story. That's okay. She was cheating on me at the time anyway, so it's a uh, you know. It, we, we, it was a mutually beneficial hiding from. And there it is. Mm-hmm. What? So I'm trying to, I'm racking my brain right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thank you. Thank you, Ethan. The, so, so one of the cool things about Smash was that there were hidden characters. And mm-hmm. so like I forget Ness, I think, and Jigglypuff and Luigi. And I forget, was there a four? Oh, Captain Falcon were uh-huh. for the, the first game. Wow. Um, and then who was does, who was in the the series characters for Melee? Because I feel like you know the series there is a trajectory of them sort of ramping up the crossover potential. Like you said, the first game was very much just like it was wild to see all these Nintendo characters in the same game. You know, it's like seeing Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck, like something that sort of Disney had already been doing, but like it was a first for Nintendo. But then they started bringing in like 
third party characters and sort of going more and more farther afield. Yeah, I think that melee, 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 melee. Do you say melee, melee. or melee? Melee. I've never said melee. melee. Really? Oh, melee? Melee. Melee. No, melee. I hate all of you. <laughs> I'm I on mean, this podcast against my will. That's great. <laughs> you don't. You don't have to be. Get out. Get out. Damn. <laughs> no, but uh, I think melee. Melee. Now I'm all confused. <laughs> It's definitely melee. It is melee, right? It's it's melee. Yeah. Okay. Uh, melee was 2002. It was just more Nintendo characters, right? It wasn't. They hadn't quite gotten to the whole guest character thing, right? Like my nose is starting to get all stuffed up. Thanks, COVID. Well, so Fire yeah. Emblem. Fire Emblem is that's that's third party, right? Who um, Intelligent uh, Systems or Intelligent Systems? I think it's Nintendo owned. It's not. Goddamn. It's another yeah, like second it second like, party sort of yeah. situation, but that was like notable at the time because I think a lot of a lot of the Western audience had no real idea who Marth and Roy were, and they became like melee is how they became sort of big characters um, in the states, and then like the Fire Emblem games sort of got more traction after that because I what there was the the Game Boy Advance like what was the first Fire Emblem game to come out. In the U.S., it was. Oh my um, gosh. I think it, it's just called Fire Emblem here. I think it was called Sacred Stones in Japan, and that was the GBA one. Yeah, like that was the Shadow GBA Dragon and the and the and the Blade of Light was the first game, but that didn't come out until last year for the right. Switch. So, like, uh, yeah, they Marth and Roy hadn't been. Neither of the games they were in have been had been in the United States before Melee. So, yeah, it was yeah, the a, blazing the blazing blade came out November third in or is it November third in North America? Yeah. Of 2003, so it came out a year later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's like the, sort of the prototypical, like, now Fortnite, obviously, there's there's always, like, a marketing upshot to a lot of the crossovers. But, like, I don't know how consciously Nintendo did that at the time, but it was definitely like, oh, this is, yeah, I want to know more about these cool yeah, sword characters. Oh, Link's, Link's not the only one with the sword? Awesome. I mean, I think Nintendo is pretty smart. I'm sure they knew it would help them a lot. I think they also didn't even allude. They straight up discuss how difficult it can be to bring in other characters you know they may really like the idea but it's not always easy dealing with licensing getting permissions and then actually how to represent this character does it feel faithful to how the original character is in their like main games and all of that um which i'm sure we'll talk about more when we talk about the last character that was announced um, mm-hmm. whereas Fortnite, it's also much more temporary. So there's a lot less stake in it as opposed to a character that's going to be there for the entire life of the game. Yeah. If you go to Fortnite now, you'll see characters that were introduced years ago that people got the skins and you're like, oh, oh, it's that person. And it really doesn't make the impact of, you know, it's not like, oh my God, look, Spider-Man's here. Woo. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's a guy dressed as Spider-Man. It's just like it's the Fortnite is the Times Square of video games. <laughs> they might grope you. Oh, that's yeah. No, that feels extremely accurate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, it was like a backdoor pilot for Fire Emblem. It, it, it's it, you know when they when they you know a TV show and they introduce a new character and that character's going to spin off. But yeah, it was kind of like that. So when did when did we actually get into uh, the new people? It was it was Brawl, wasn't it? Yeah, so it was Brawl, Brawl. Yeah, Brawl, Brawl was the one where Snake, I think, was like the the most. He's the one that sticks out to me as like the oh shit moment. Like, oh my gosh, they got Snake. That's crazy. What is Snake doing? What is Sonic the Hedgehog doing in there? Yeah, right. That one feels especially funny considering Nintendo and Sega history. Yeah, that was kind of where the lines started to blur. I mean, there were Sega games on Nintendo at that point, but they were still, you know, Sonic was Sonic and he was doing his own thing. And then you're like, whoa. You can't be here. <laughs> All right, was Pac-Man in that one too, or is that later? That was that was. Oh yeah, that's that was later. That was Wii U. Yeah, so it like, was. Uh, go ahead. I was gonna say, like, what, what what's everyone? Does any everyone have like a, a personal favorite Smash or like a high moment in the series for them them personally? Like when they they were like, "This is amazing." Um, I guess I'll start. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um. So, uh, it was probably the worst Smash of all time, Brawl. 
because, <laughs> but, but hear me out, hear me out. Okay. Um, you know, cause Melee was so big. And so when Brawl came out, um, that was something that was like one of the very first like midnight releases I went to and they had tournaments going and stuff. And, you know, you win all the tournaments and you, you meet a bunch of people, much local people. Cause you know, I was playing fighting games at that point, but I wasn't playing smash. So I wasn't like keyed into like local events and stuff. And then we took Brawl home and we, you know, we took it to my friend's house and we played it all night. And, and, uh, yeah, that was probably the high point for me of Smash. Um, Ultimate's great, but like, I don't know. Brawl was like the, the one moment where I was like playing it all the time. I'll, I'll, I'll jump in and say that, that, that I think Brawl is also my, the high point for me personally too. Um, Melee is, like the game I would prefer to play in terms of the feel and like if I was doing a one-on-one match with someone but Brawl I have the fondest memories of um, playing with a bunch of other people just because of how much more varied the roster was and also just like the levels and like it just as far as like party game potential I think there were just a lot more fun moments I mean that's when they introduced the smash ball and I forget what they call uh, ultimates or supers or whatever but like it just it added a whole new dimension that made it a lot fun a lot more fun to play with people and obviously the wii was huge and everyone had a wii and so it was also really easy to find people to play with mm-hmm. although you had to use the shitty emote or wiimote which uh, like oof. oh nonsense yeah that's that that's horrible didn't they have a didn't they have a, a gamecube controller you could plug into your wiimote for that very purpose didn't you wait couldn't you actually just plug in a gamecube controller Oh, well, that's right. Work? The Wii had GameCube ports. Yeah, it did. Um, but you, that could would, you use that, it? I, that's that's what I use. But you always had to rely. Like you could bring your own GameCube controller, but like you always had to rely. There's always going to be someone who, like, and if you didn't have enough GameCube controllers, or that was like the first system they had ever owned, and so they just had the Wii stuff, and you're just like, Ooh, okay, who oh, who, uh, who wants the? Because you could. Who's going to play with the Wii Mote on its side and like you know have to try and jump with the Z button? The loser. Oh. The loser it's of the like match. It's like B-Y-O-G-C. Yeah. Bring yeah. your own GameCube controller. Bring your own WaveBird. <laughs> Get fancy with it. Yeah, my, my, I mean, mine will be the Nintendo 64 original because I remember distinctly bringing that home and holding the box in my hand and having that cartridge. And, uh, I mean, because you don't, you don't see those cartridges anymore. I remember playing and every once in a while looking down at the cartridge in my in my Nintendo 64 and going... This is the coolest thing. I love that cartridge. I love this game. This is the best thing ever. It won't get any better than this. And you don't get that with a CD-based system or you know digital system. You don't get to see the that thing sticking out. I miss the thing sticking out, guys. I miss Pokemon's colored cartridges. Yeah. I think when they stopped doing that for what the DS, that's when society went downhill. Mm-hmm. The, darkest, right, the yeah. darkest timeline started when <laughs> Nintendo decided to not do that anymore. It's actually, I'm surprised they haven't done that with the Switch. They could. They, I feel like that would be easy. It's the same thing with the DS and 3DS, though. Like they're small cartridge, right? Like yeah, yeah. Um. So my history with Smash is very different, I think, from all of yours. So I was an only child, but I was also an awkward only child that didn't really have a lot of friends. So I was not really into any co-op games. Like, gaming for me was very much, like, my own solo activity, and a lot of my friends at the time were girls, and not everyone was as into games as I was. Like, some of them definitely played some games, but not everyone did, and so I usually just did my own thing. So Smash was never really appealing to me at all. I would definitely play sometimes, like, with friends, especially in college, people would have, like, a GameCube just to play Smash in their dorm, But I hadn't played it growing up, so I wasn't great, which was fine. Like, I was there to hang out and have fun. I wasn't, like, pressed if I didn't do well. Um, But that was really it. And that's not really how you get into or get good at a game. So I have it for – I have Ultimate, obviously, now for the Switch. I don't know why I said obviously. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. No, so I have Ultimate for the Switch now, and – 
I kind of just decided really recently, I had it on my system forever, but I never really got into it even then. And so recently I said, you know what, I want to get kind of into it and be decent at it. And I just started playing a whole bunch. And so I think my highest moments are just going through and trying to like teach myself all of the mechanics that everyone knows, just because it's such a classic game. And I've just been like, no, I'm going to do it. And I want to like, I'm not about to be like competitive or anything, but I just want to like get into it and kind of hold my own like with friends, even though I still don't really play it with friends a ton, but just for myself. So I think my highest points have been like kind of learning all of these things that everyone takes for granted as really basic um, and just doing that, especially like when you go through like the actual story mode and unlocking all the spirits dealing with like bayonetta for the first time with her side attacks and like overcoming that like really simple stuff like that has been really fun and capturing like that learning experience that most people had as a kid who are you playing as um for that i usually that's another thing so i tried to challenge myself by always making the computer pick like randomly so i would always put it on random world random character so that i was forcing myself to learn how to play with multiple characters too wow that's hardcore <laughs> let's, let's let's before we end this segment uh, i mean before we end this history segment uh as lisa marie takes us to the modern day of smash um who else who do you guys play ethan who do you play do you play smash uh i play young link almost exclusively i mean i'll I'll mess around with other characters ness lucas uh but he's he's my my i just that that it's like the perfect balance of like speed and like punchiness ian well that is a complicated question (laughs) it just depends on the game uh melee i play pikachu uh, just because I was a huge Pokemon fan. Um, Brawl, I played the Pokemon Trainer for the same reason. Um, and now in Ultimate, if I if I ever turn it on, I play uh, <laughs> I play as Samus just because I like the way she feels in Ultimate. Ian likes the way Samus feels. Everybody, <laughs> and Heart like I said, metallic. a lot of oh my god. <laughs> And yeah, this like weird. I said, I just kind of mix it up so that I can like play as everyone. I go straight for Kirby every time. <laughs> I just uh, the only the only move I I can reliably perform is Kirby's turning into a statue and falling on people. It's a classic. <laughs> yeah, that's it's how a, I. Kirby's one of the great troll characters. Yeah, he's how I got through most of the adventure mode in 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 uh, in Ultimate. Is yeah, by, I think that. I'm sorry. Go, no, ahead. go ahead. You go ahead. I'm not crying. Everything's okay. I'm not crying. Calm down. <laughs> no, I was going to say that's, um, yeah, Kirby's how I ultimately ended up being beating Bayonetta because, like, when you first face her, she does all these side attacks that will, like, completely mess you up. So Kirby came through for me. So you stole, you stole the attacks and used it against her. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's why Kirby. Brilliant. Like that? <laughs> Wow, that's why Kirby uh, won ultimate. I mean, the, in, in the uh, in the in the cinematic, Kirby was the one, and I took that oh, to heart. Yeah. But before we move on to the ultimate of the ultimate, uh, recent developments in Smash that prompted this topic, let's take a short break for a word from our sponsors. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we are back. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our second segment on Smash Brothers and Smash Brothers-like byproducts. For this segment, we're going to be talking about 
the grand revelation. You know the one. Ian, talk to us about that. Tell us about the grand revelation this week. Putting you on the spot. The grand revelation. There is a kid with big feet. His name is Sora. (laughs) He's friends with a duck and a dog. We're not going to name them because, you know, licensing reasons. The duck hunt dog, right? A duck hunt dog. He uses a weapon called a keyblade, but uses the blunt end of it, (laughs) not the sharp end, which I just realized because I'm not a Kingdom Hearts fan. But just watching the Smash trailer, he does not use the the pointy end. He uses the blunt end. So... I don't, the, I don't, the, I don't know about that. would tear someone up. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, Kosh has got the buster sword just going to town on people. Right. Giant blade. Sephiroth's impaling people. In Kingdom Hearts, the different keyblades, like, sometimes there is supposed to be an edge on the, like, blunt end. The uh, regular okay. keyblade isn't really pointy on any end. It's all, like, rounded off. Because it's like a skeleton key. No, that's true. That's true. It just seems like the one end would be a lot more damaging than the, the the smooth end. I guess, though, it depends on how heavy it is. Like, if you hit someone with a metal, like, pole, mm-hmm. that's going to do damage no matter how you hit yeah, True. I've, I've <laughs> been <laughs> hidden by a wooden keyblade rec- replica, and it hurt. Oh. So. And he does sort of always hold it down near the ground, so it must be pretty heavy. Mm. Also, in the... I think there are sections of... Like, especially Kingdom Hearts 2, where you're first starting out and you only have a wood one, and you can't actually... It's not like a keyblade, it's just like a fake wooden sword. Practice. But then it yeah. doesn't work on some of the enemies, and, and it, I'm done. <laughs> Is that before or after you, the big uh, ice cream side quest? To get the salted the salted ice cream? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Somewhere <laughs> in there. <laughs> salt, salt water ice cream, that's what That's what I stopped playing. <laughs> no, it's sea salt ice cream, right? Or sea salt, yeah. sea salt. That's what I meant. What did I say? Salted, salt, salt water. I will Same say just thing. on this on this on this tangent. Um, Kingdom Hearts three, all so for so for whatever reason, uh, the uh, pr- too many of the press shots for that game featured the Toy Story world and characters. Yeah. I think partly because they are so recognizable and. Now, whenever I think of Kingdom Hearts 3 and starting Kingdom Hearts 3, all I can think of is Toy Story. And I'm like, nah, I don't want that. It's so. actually because that's the first world. And uh, okay. so all of the demos, too, that that's the world that everyone does. And so that's the only like stuff. That and Olympus, but mostly Toy Story. Because I think Olympus, you couldn't finish. And Toy Story was the first like world that you could fully explore at E3 and in demos. So that's what they have the most images for. Big facts. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, after years of complaining about uh, about characters with swords and having too many characters with swords, <laughs> players now rejoice because we have one final character with a sword. It's uh, a keyblade. A keyblade. Come on, <laughs> it's a sword. It's it's like calling any character that doesn't have a weapon uh, using their arm blades. It's a it's a prank <laughs> prop from Spencer's. <laughs> They're and using I mean, their their arms as swords. Wait a minute! Everyone has a sword. Then, I mean, if it's not a sword, why does he have a counter? Every sword character has a counter in Smash. There you go. And Facts. every Keyblade character. Well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and you you just cracked yourself up. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> so how how did you all feel about Sora as the final as the end to this three year saga? I famously Ultimate. said last time, I don't care anymore. Just point it out. <laughs> and they did. Famously. <laughs> yeah, I saw. Yeah, that was on billboards. It was on Ellen. Yeah, yeah. I saw it on Ellen. <laughs> does she still have a show? I Does she? I don't She's know. got to. <laughs> it, there's young Ellen, the cartoon. That's stupid. Well, I saw it on Drew Barrymore, so. She has a show now. What are you all talking about? Yeah, she has I think a she show. She does. Yeah, that's she right. Show. Her Good and Nick her. Cannon. Wait. <laughs> Not together, separately. What? Man, I yeah. wish Drew Barrymore was in Smash. <laughs> right. Which Drew Barrymore character would you play as? I'd definitely go for Scream. Yeah, I'd I was go say for Scream. the little girl from ET. 
that's good. Oh, well, maybe she's she could like she could summon ET though in that form. Yes, right. <laughs> what was that? That's my ET e. impression. That was your ET. Have you ever classic, seen ET? E. <laughs> it's, it's about uh, a uh, troll, right? Uh, a lot. Oh boy! Yeah, take that. That's a... ET should be in Smash Brothers, but only from the ET game, so he's colored wrong. Oh no! <laughs> Poor ET, his neck extends, and that's all he does, Whoa. and he falls in a pit. So, so I'll, I'll throw my take out here, okay, which is that I, I, th- <laughs> I think, uh, I, uh, I think there was, there's like a weird amount of hype building up because they they were promoting beforehand this dedicated showcase like sometimes nintendo's just like hey uh, tomorrow there's going to be we're going to reveal the final character or see you um but for this they teased it in the direct and then sakurai was putting out tweets and there was sort of this build up which i think encouraged people to be like oh my gosh it's, it could be anything you know it could be like god you know is in this game or whatever um but i think so i think sora is like a very cool choice i think it leans obviously it's a bit disappointing that the third party roster in ultimate leans so heavy on square characters almost like it to a weird degree um but and and i, and I think that it would have been cooler obviously if goku had been added and in the same way that nintendo has slowly been branching out adding like deeper cuts or third party characters that they went like completely off and we're just like, what if we added not a game character at all? Um, but <laughs> I think it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. I guess it's weird. If I were to go back in time and tell, what, 13-year-old Ethan or something, like, uh, you think Kingdom Hearts is cool now, but you have it will actually be more relevant than ever in the year 2021. And, you know. After they put out the worst game. Right. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm going to stay out of that. I okay. I personally was a little disappointed by three. That's all I'll say. Um, I also think that something that they talked about, which I mentioned before, was you know Sora was heavily requested years ago, but they couldn't really make it happen. And what they also seem to be saying was a lot of other favorites they probably couldn't make happen because of laws and licensing. And I think that they probably struck a really solid deal with Square. And so that allows them to bring in a whole bunch of characters from other games without having to deal with a bunch of companies. And a lot of our wishful thinking, unfortunately, sometimes doesn't actually abide by the legal parameters that exist, which sucks. And I think also sucks for them. I, I don't doubt that they want to do more either. Um, so that's something that I think was a really good reminder to put in perspective. Also, I think they almost had to do something with all of the leaks, like in response and just there was so much around it. I feel like it's almost an impossible situation for them. Not that I'm trying to like simp for a company too hard. It just... It's got to be a lot, I feel, at the same time. But also, now that you mentioned God, I want to direct people to uh, <laughs> the match that uh, Vince McMahon did with uh, Shane O'Mac and Shawn Michaels after Shawn Michaels became a Christian, and he tag-teamed with God. It's excellent, and it's just a beam of light on nothing, and Vince <laughs> kept, like, pantomiming oh, fighting God, with no. God. And I swear to God, no pun intended, if they put that in where there was an invisible character that would just beat up your players and it was God, that would be amazing. That That's all. Wow. <laughs> wow. So as for my take on Sora... <laughs> I don't know how I'm following that. Honestly, I was I was I'm not as invested in characters in Smash as I should be. Or not as I should be, but as you know, I might be. I mean, I love all the characters. I love seeing them show up. It's great to have them all in one game, but I do not care who's in it. Uh that said, I would like to see like a non a non-sword fighting character, maybe Crash Bandicoot, maybe Spyro the Dragon. Would have been nice to have like a little dragon blowing fire and hopping around and doing some stuff. Uh, I would have also liked real life people. Um, Obama would have been great, or God, God or God, real life God. Uh, SpongeBob, 
Leonardo from uh, so that, that, it would have been great if they had some Nickelodeon characters in there. That's all I'm saying. You said Leonardo after real life characters, and I thought you were going to say DiCaprio. <laughs> Uh, Leonardo da Vinci. Um, yeah, yeah. The song Hey Leonardo from Blissful Union of Souls, which we all remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah. None of you know that song, do you? Nope. No. She likes me for me, not because I sing like Pavarotti, oh, not I because I'm song. such a hottie. Thank you. Good. We got my singing in. There we go. <laughs> Uh, any other, Ian, what are your thoughts on Sora? Did we already go through you? We didn't go through you. How do you feel? Well, as I mentioned before, I'm not a Kingdom Hearts fan, uh, yeah. but it's sort of like so cool that he's in it, that it's, 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 it's spun back around and disappointing because it's just like, oh, well, yeah, of course they put Sora in the game. Uh. That's how it feels. Um, I don't know. Uh, there wasn't really anybody else I, I could have thought to put in the spot. Uh, Waluigi, I guess, but that's probably the the normal Aww. answer. The I don't. He doesn't have any licensing issues. What are the laws keeping him out of the game? That's all I have to say. It, it, yeah. it's, it's sadism. <laughs> the potential marketing power of when they finally reveal the next Smash game and the opening shot is on him during the direct, and people lose their shit. They're like, "We got, so we got to save that in our back pocket." Yeah. Oh I guess my so. god. I yeah. Guess yeah. So. yeah create, create more internet moments. I feel like that's like more than anything. Like I don't know. It's weird how like without trying. But probably trying. Nintendo has mastered that. Yeah, didn't they just do that this time? I was actually secretly wondering if they would do an. Actually, we have one more. It's not in the DLC. We're just adding Waluigi to the base game. Yeah, that's what that's what I was waiting for. Like I, I watched the whole gameplay demonstration. Like I was like, oh, and and then he's going to be like, because they have the model. I mean, he's in the game technically. Uh, so just like a trophy. I don't. I don't want to. You know. Uh, diminish the work that goes into making these characters but it's just like slap him in there he's there (laughs) he's there i've seen other people do it (laughs) i I predict i predict that there will be a smash brothers semi spinoff that will be smash villains and uh wario and waluigi will headline that and it'll just be all bad guy characters none of the heroes rocket could be there team rocket would be great we'd have team rocket we'd have uh Dave, I would I would love for Smash to have more or I you know this this would be completely unfeasible and silly, but I, it would be cool to have a like Marvel vs. Capcom style Smash game where you could just have tons of characters pulled in, but they're only for like assists. They're not actually playable, but you can just like you know one of your button combos is to like call in I don't know some Rygar some something. They could do it. So, that was the first. I was trying to think of something obscure, and my mind only went to Rygar. Right. right. I no, think, they could, is Rygar in Ultimate as a trophy? I think he is. <laughs> At least it's his spirit. <laughs> well, they could do like summons, like um, in that. What's the the Japanese fighting game with the girls? And it's uh, Ian. You know this. It's uh, Arcana Heart. Thank you, Arcana Heart. Uh, with uh, I know the dog. I think I know the dog. But yeah, you could you could have the, the, what what Arcana Heart does is you select your character, and then you select a god, a deity, and and that becomes like one of your fighting. You can make, make make different combinations where you have all your characters moves, but then you also have the specific god or Arcana that you choose yeah, their powers very, as well. It's very cool. Um, if only it wasn't just a bunch of little girls. Yeah, that's the problem. I think yeah, they, it's they, weird. Yeah. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with little girls, but there's, I don't know. It just gets weird when a game comes out and it's like, it's all Moe, it's all Moe characters. It's, it's all, all Moe. Yeah. It's yeah. all a little girl in her swimsuit, a little girl, a little girl, know. puppy dog ears in a swimsuit with yeah. a tail poking out the back. Yeah. I feel like this being a fighting game makes me feel gross. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. Technically it's just, yeah. Weird feelings. Yeah, uh, it's, it's like dead or alive. I just want to uh, just want to throw this to the room. Okay. I do feel like the way like Smash was at one time like the crossover for Nintendo, where it's like, all right, this is where we're going to do all the weird, wild stuff. But now they've slowly been. I feel like in I, I forget the extent of who's all included in Mario Party. I mean, I know people technically Donkey Kong is like a Mario character, or really Mario's like a Donkey Kong character. I don't know, however you want to slice that. 
But it does feel like Link got into Mario Kart. Like they've slowly expanded the Nintendo. Like there are the individual series, but like I feel like the Nintendo universe has just kind of become like permeated into other franchises and multiplayer games, and to the point where like it's almost like I would not be surprised if like yeah. Link shows up in the Mario movie or like vice versa. Yeah, it's like an extended universe they've kind of built between all the sports games and the and the party games and. And they even work with Sega on the uh, the Olympic Games every four years, where or every two years, I guess. Uh, I don't know how the Olympics works anymore. <laughs> I, I don't either, honestly. When I was a kid, it was every four years we got summer and we got winter, but then they started alternating them. And I'm an old man, Smash Brothers. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not surprised. It is a, it is a Nintendo multiverse, and they sometimes add other characters. What are we gonna say, Lisa Marie? Cigar. Why does it sound like a dog trying to attack me when you say it? I was envisioning Um, a dog attacking you. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, obviously, you've seen a lot of Animal Crossing 2 characters going into Smash, Mario Kart, and I think the Wii Fit Trainer and stuff is also like a weird on the nose thing about like its own universe and what is or isn't in the Nintendo gaming universe well so that is so one of the the original defining to go back into like smash lord the defining uh world building tool is that all of these are dolls in some kid's drawer or whatever and oh yeah sakurai himself has he he said that you know when he's creating the characters he he'll like have a model in his drawer that he like looking at them and how they're like I think I forget what the example was, but for one of them it was like you know to see how their feet are animated uh, you know like look at the bottom of their shoes or whatever um but like it is, I guess that is like a, there, there's, there's interesting, it's like, cause on the one hand it feels like, oh, okay. So there's a, this is a fourth wall breaking. Like all these characters are just like real, like people they're acting as these characters, like on a movie set or whatever. And it's like, all right, now we're, we're I'm done doing the link show and now I'm going to go over here and we're going to do like the, the Mario party show or whatever. But for smash, they're like actually not, they're like not a lot. I don't know. There's, there's a whole lot of weirdness going on there with the dolls and the life and the souls and all that. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think uh, Master Hand is supposed to be like a child playing with their action figures. This is what I've gathered. I don't know. Wow. I thought it was God. It could be well, God. Well, God is, that's the world, is God playing with his action figures. Yeah. It's that was ph- the Sims episode. <laughs> wow. We've, we've gone we've gone from, from Sora to God. <laughs> and I think we've mentioned well, God Sora's way too many God times. Now, all right? He is. Sora's, Sora's bigger than Jesus, bigger than God. Next, we're going to talk about Smite. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about God. Smite has gods. Now, right now, what we're going to talk about, what we're going to talk about right now is going into a break before we come to our last segment, because we could talk about Smash Brothers forever and never stop, even if God tried to stop us. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This episode is brought to you by God. (laughs) By God. Welcome back to our final segment in this Smash Brothers-themed video game (laughs) podcast thing we're doing. Stop. Lisa Marie is losing it. You can't see, but she's pretty much losing it. Is God light Jesus? God light? No, God light. That's God Junior. It's like it's like Godzilla. There's a bunch of weird Godzilla children. There's Godzilla Junior and Manila, and well, yeah, God God, has the same thing going on. Yeah, God Junior is the one where Jesus has to climb the vines to save God from Mario. Mm. I always (laughs) prefer God Junior math. Oh my God! So our final segment. Go ahead. Wanted to get off of it, and then you made a joke about it that made me die laughing. So, 
This is on you. There will be no God in this segment from here on out. There is no God. Thank you for listening. God is dead. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, so this final segment, we're going to talk about games that are like Brawl, that are inspired by Brawl. And and this segment is really inspired by a Brawl game. What does that game, Ian Walker, tell us? Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. (gasps) A Brawl game starring our favorite Nickelodeon heroes? The Smash game. What? You keep saying Brawl game. It says Brawl on it. Never mind. (laughs) Yes. A a Smash (laughs) game with all of our Nickelodeon favorites. All of our Nickelodeon favorites? Well, not the not the not noted popular Nickelodeon dog Rocco from Rock with Modern <laughs> You beat Life. me to it. You beat me to <laughs> it. God damn it. It looks like a freaking dog, right? <laughs> was was Courage the Cowardly Dog Nickelodeon as well? No, that was Cartoon Network. God damn it. He's in a bunch of Cartoon Network games. He is. And there's been a Cartoon Network Brawl type game, wasn't there? There was one a, a few years back with uh, I believe so, yes. With uh oh god, what was it? I don't remember much of their stuff. The Powerpuff Girls were in it. Probably. And that was it. Just the Powerpuff Girls. Probably Adventure Time. Powerpuff Girls and Encourage the Cowardly Dog. That's it. Did it have Johnny Bravo? That seems fun. It might have had Johnny Bravo or Ed, Ed, and Edward might have been in it. Who's Edward? I I think they're all Edward. They're all Edwards. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh. Yeah, oh. those guys. <laughs> oh, did you not get that? I was like, "Who's Edward?" But then I remember. <laughs> then he started whistling the tune. So, but, so Ian, <laughs> people are telling me that Nickelodeon All Star Brawl is actually better than Ultimate. Is that true? Can you confirm that? Uh, people are telling go, you wrong. Who to go that far? Yeah. Um, if if, if sources looking, have told me, and I'm just I'm just relaying what I've been told. Listen, listen. Is so no, I'm, I wasn't trying to like silence anybody, but um, uh, uh, people who prefer melee, and you know, there's a big split between people who like the mm-hmm. melee gameplay, which is faster and and more complicated uh, mechanics wise, and uh, has a bunch of weird you know movement stuff, are finding brawl to be closer to melee than ultimate. So depending on your your smash style, it might be better than ultimate. Um, if you like games that are polished and, you know, more put together, uh, for a casual audience, it probably isn't as, as good as ultimate because ultimate has all those other, all the other stuff, you know, has voice, has voice acting. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Uh, all-star brawl broken, broken game. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's the. Not to get into this big <laughs> philosophical conversation, but that's the no, do it. that's the that's the thing with fighting games, right? You know, they are they are not um, their success is not based on how they do with a casual audience. Even a game like Nickelodeon All Star Brawl, which people are going to pick up this week and then are going to stop playing, you know, uh, they're going to pick up Metroid Prime Friday and stop playing Brawl. Um, whereas oh. the competitive community are going to keep playing this game and they're, you know, they eventually become the intended audience. And so, you know, things, you know, you know, you see these reviews coming out about it, about the voice acting thing that I joked about and, and stuff like that. And, and really it, it doesn't really matter. (laughs) Like the game is, the game is unpolished. The game looks kind of janky. The game doesn't have voice acting, but at the same time, like, it just doesn't matter. Like if it plays great, then people will keep playing it. And, um, I think it plays great. Like that's the thing. It is, it is, it is a smash game with SpongeBob and people are having fun with it. And I think the competitive community is going to keep grinding it. And I mean, we'll see where it goes. I'm not an expert on smash games, so I'm not going to say if it's like a good or bad smash game. I'm having fun with it. I'm having fun watching people play it. Um, I'm having fun watching people come up with interesting, you know, techniques and strategies and stuff. And so I don't know. It just, you have to, you sort of have to approach discussing a fighting game a certain way. And, and, and I don't, you know, you don't see that everywhere, unfortunately. It's also just like a much smaller team. So I think the polish, if you're comparing it to no, Smash Ultimate, like 
there's really no competition. I mean, I Reach obviously talking about Sakurai made Smash all by himself. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, obviously, you always want a game to be polished to a certain degree. Like, you don't want cyberpunk, but <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm oh. a lot more forgiving about you know All Star Brawl being a little like janky versus like if Smash Ultimate were like that feels a little like why what for no absolutely um, not to say yeah. like and that's not to get into like oh everyone should crunch this should be obviously within reason but i think that the expectation is a little bit lower and it's really hard to compare these two when one has a hell of a lot more resources than the mm-hmm. other you know um so i i definitely give it a lot more leeway in that i think it's a really big undertaking and i always love to see smaller studios getting a lot of attention Mm -hmm. um and just have people check it out like i always feel like i'm really excited with how the indie community has been doing in the last few years and how much more accessible it's been how they're getting promoted a lot more by like major publishers and platforms so i'm all for it no, I mean, you're absolutely game, right. Yeah. Yeah. Game Mill, the the company that's produced this game, or not produced, published the game, uh, they have a reputation for putting out crap. Uh, I mean, it's right there in the name. Game Mill, we're just churning out the crap. <laughs> just, we're just going around in circles, grinding the grinding the game spice the game wheat. Is that how mills work? We're grinding yes. the game wheat into game flour. Now this game is different though, because the developer, who's the developer, Ian? The developer, there are two, but the major one is Ludosity, is a small team in Sweden that have made a great Smash game before this. I don't know if that's where you were going. I don't want to step it on was, your toes. No, but. it was. And and it, the, 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 the bones of a great game are here. I think the publisher didn't have a lot of money to give them. They didn't have a lot of resources to work with. A lot of people are complaining about the lack of voices, but come on, just do your own voices. You know how to do them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I enjoy the I enjoy fighting online in All Star Brawl. I have a copy of it here. In fact, we're actually looking at it right now. Uh, I don't have a camera on, but I am feeding my my PlayStation feed so everyone can see it in the Zoom call that we that we go on when we record. And uh, it's it's very bare bones. Like I mean, there's I, I I and I know again they don't have a lot of resources. They're not Nintendo. They can't make it a whole adventure game mode. Uh, there's not a lot as a single player character as a single player. Solo player, that's what I'm trying to say. There's not a lot here for me. I can play rank I can play I mean no ranking games, but I can play, you know, single games, I can play a series of games through arcade. But there's not a whole lot for me to keep coming back to it. If I were more of an online player though, I'd love to get online and show people how, how my Zim can kick their butt. Uh the on the only online match I played so far was me as Zim against someone else's Zim. And yeah. uh that sounds incredible. They destroyed me. It was <laughs> it was bad, and I think my problem with brawl type games in general, uh, since we're this is like a general brawl type game and not just limited to Nintendo. Uh, if I'm playing a regular fighting game, like a 2D fighting game or even a 3D fighting game, for the most part, I can hit buttons. Uh, I can ma- we'll call it what it is. I can mash buttons in a 2D fighting game, and I can get some shit done. If I mash buttons in a brawl game. Odds are I'm falling off the edge and dying. <laughs> and uh, that was how I ended up my match with Zim against Zim. It was like, okay, this time I'm really going to get you. This time I'm going to, wait, which Zim are, am I? Note, if you play Zim against Zim, they don't color swap. So yeah, yeah, I, couldn't tell, yeah. I couldn't tell which Zim I was and I fell right off the platform and died. And that was the end of my Zim career. Uh, so I mean, with a little more polish, it, this could be great. But I think it's good, and and if you're in it just for the brawl, uh, the brawl style fighting, if if you want to get online and fight against other people or compete, you know, locally with your friends, I, I think it's a damn good game for that. Well, and you left out the biggest part about the online fight. Oh, the netcode. Net it code. is rollback netcode, <laughs> right? Rollback netcode. It has better. It has better netcode than Tekken and Street Fighter, even though they both use rollback. But oh yeah, God, it, is like le- it is like legitimate rollback netcode. And mm-hmm. so that was, that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah, flaw, flaw, I, I, yeah. The match, the, though I failed my match, Zim versus Zim, 
flawless. I mean, there were no problems whatsoever with it. And, uh, and yeah, that that's kind of why I feel like it's almost not really trying to appeal to casual Solo players, gamers. Yeah, like I feel like announcing that was also one of the first things they came out with. Like it's going to have rollback netcode, and for me, I'm like, oh. I don't know what that means. That means nothing to me, thanks. But I feel like, yeah, obviously you want to get some casual players, you want to get more people in, but I feel like this is maybe a little bit more for like starting up its own competitive scene and doing its own thing there, which also seems really exciting. I think that its emphasis on online play really supports that. And I'd love to see some more competitive stuff in that area i i don't know why i'm not even a big esports person but something about like the nickelodeon side and all of this just it seems fun but also seriously competitive which i don't think we have enough of in gaming yeah and the things it i was just gonna say i think it's interesting that this game what was announced during e3 in june mm-hmm. yeah i think so right very yeah, recently yeah and then yeah it's already is already out and I would imagine, and similar to, I think, how much we were caught off guard. I mean, obviously, people love Nickelodeon. All these characters together, that's great. But I think, I mean, I was definitely t- caught off guard by how much just general, like, ambient mm-hmm. hype there was for this game. And I would imagine probably the developers, the developers and publishers, yeah. too, were like, whoa, look at, wow, this, okay, this is traction. All right, um, cool. Well, the game's out in, uh, like, three months. And I uh, hope you like it. We're going to keep building on. But, like, so I, I, I could also see people, like, not realizing what the game is vis-a-vis like how much hype there was around it in terms of it actually be, as opposed to like a game like this that normally like gets a super hardcore online um, and competitive scene and then like you know in, in like an early access or beta phase and then it finally rolls out and it's like oh look all right this is out it's cool I'm gonna check it out it's just interesting to see how this game has been rolled out yeah it it, it came it came in like a wrecking ball. I'm not going <laughs> to sing that, though. I, you can tell Do from it. the selection of characters here. No, I'm not. It came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> I'm not. Proceeds to sing. <laughs> Sorry. You said do it. It wasn't my fault. Um, no, I'm but looking pleased. At the, yeah, look at the, looking at the character selection here, most of these characters, except for these, these what are these guys called? The Odd House? The Small House? Loud House. Loud House. Loud, yeah. Yeah, most of these characters are like older characters that people like my age, a little younger than my age, probably. But I mean, you know, the, the Hey Arnold, we've got the the Wild Thornberries, Rugrats, Zim, Powdered Toastman, and Ren and Simpy. Uh, I'm a little worried about their addition, by the way, their inclusion, uh, due to their creator being a horrible, horrible person. Uh, you guys oh, right. Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. You know, kind of like courting his young fans and having them move in with him sort of way. But anyway, yeah, Powdered Toast Man and Ben and, ben and Jerry. I almost called it Ben and Jerry. <laughs> I need ice cream. It is weird that Ren and Stimpy are a pair. They're like the duck hunt dog and the duck from uh, Smash. I mean, if, if they weren't, who would want to play as uh, Ren, Ren? Ren's the weird looking... Chihuahua the ch- dog? The Chihuahua, yeah. Oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. they're not both weird looking. I mean, he they almost got a big blue nose and he's smiling. And yeah, he's happy, on. happy, joy, joy. And Ren is, Ren is like evil man. Is that Ren? I don't know. It's very uh, close. Yeah, very close. <laughs> and they should have separated Cat Dog. Yeah. What? What was that? Just, that would be that would be a, a good final attack or whatever. So. They, they separate. They yeah the like final attack. Timers. Yeah, they just pull themselves apart and. Or does one that it's always stretched from the side of the screen, like whoever you're playing as. <laughs> so, <laughs> so his body's always going off screen. Oh, uh, let's yeah, talk about but this segment wasn't just about just supposed to be about Nintendo, though. Are there other brawl like games that you guys enjoy? You mean Nickelodeon? It wasn't just all Nickelodeon. What did I say? It was not, not all Nintendo. Wow, what the hell? I'm on it's 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 <laughs> this chloroseptic. What our copyright? <laughs> mm. No, I think I'm I'm just going to say I'm really interested to hear about some of the others because like I said this is not my forte and like I've heard stuff about Brawlhalla and like we mentioned the Cartoon Network one and I really want to hear more about it from you guys. The Ether of Rivals is another. I'd be curious for Ian Ian, 
yeah, uh, rivals for like character, you to, yeah. to rank like which which are the ones actually worth checking out. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. Well, Let's get the fighting game community angry at Ian. <laughs> they always are. I know. <laughs> They're always angry. Be at nice X. to Ian. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Uh, well, I think that's like the inherent like coolness of this Nickelodeon game is that there aren't a whole lot of um, Smash Lite games that have gained traction. Like you mentioned, Brawlhalla. Brawlhalla is like it's 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 at some Smash tournaments, but it's it's its own thing. It does have this really big following, though, like of uh, mostly like Fortnite age kids, I would say. That and they have their own tournaments. They have these really big tournaments, and and it's a really cool game. Uh, I don't know if I should go into specifics. Rivals of Aether is cool. It has a really cool art, pixelated art style by Dan Fornace, and um, but really, of, go ahead. Like lots of guest characters in both of those, aren't there? Uh, yes, in Brawlhalla, like, uh, I just had a huge brain fart. I don't remember any. <laughs> but I think Shovel Knight's in it? Shovel Knight's it, yeah. I think yeah. that's the one that's standing um, in. Uh, yeah. I, I, I just completely lost the whole list of guest characters. But yeah, Shovel Knight's a big one. He's in everything, but... They had Walking um, Dead characters in that as well. Yes, yes. That's that so was weird. the weird one. Yeah, yeah, that was the weird one. But you're right, but, uh... You know, uh, the the ones that have really gained traction have been like things like Project M that the, the Smash uh, community sort of oh, sacrificed yeah. on the on the altar of Nintendo support. And it's a bummer because that was a great game and people really love that game. And but now you don't see it anywhere because Nintendo has these sort of backroom deals they make with these tournaments where they offer you know some sort prizes, of support cash that, and prizes. Yeah, that we don't know about that isn't really publicized but you you know so every so often at these big smash tournaments you'll see nintendo's name in the bottom right hand corner of the sponsor list you know and they've been really overreaching and stuff like that and it's just such a bummer that's also so funny because nintendo does not want to do its own thing you know a couple years back now i talked to doug bowser about the competitive scene and smash and how we're seeing you know overwatch call of duty like all of these NBA 2K League, you know, publisher made competitive leagues. And I was like, you know, where does Nintendo fit in with that? Because obviously Smash is really big on competitive. And he was like, no, not our thing, basically, as like professional and like demure as Doug Bowser is. But um, (laughs) he was like, no, I think they're doing their own thing and like they're doing great and like, we're cool with that, but they very much want to be hands off, but also don't want to be completely hands off. And it's this very fine line that they were. Yeah, that's off. that's the thing. Like that, I mean, that's completely fine. I have my issues with esports, you know, uh, developer backed esports leagues. Completely cool. Nintendo has wants nothing to do with Smash, but then they totally do want something to do with Smash, mm-hmm. you know. And they do these things where you know people can't use certain controllers at tournaments. You know, I did all that reporting on that on the on the Smashbox that Nintendo in these backroom sort of conversations oh, said man. nobody can use that at our at this tournament if you want our support, even at casual stations. Like it cannot be outside of backpacks. Like it was like <laughs> this huge thing. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. So, um, yeah. Well, that, so. That, and that goes back to just to bring it sort of full circle. You wrote uh, a post yesterday that was great, just about noting how um, Disney would not let Mickey Mouse and or no, was it or hmm. no, it was Don, Donald, Donald Duck, Duck and, and Goofy, uh, Goofy, and Goofy. Um, be like anywhere present um, with Sora? Like, I th- obviously, I think the most m- most obvious place that they would have showed up is in like some sort of attack or like special attack where they appear or like an ultimate or something, mm-hmm. but. And then it was like, oh, that, that, you know, that sucks. But it's like also like such a Nintendo move that like if Nintendo were, if it were reversed, it would be like, like we're these, these, all these uh, characters are in a locked box and you will not touch them or like have them be like, uh, you know, corrupted by whatever you want to do with them. And like, so <laughs> I think that was one of the, I forget what year it was, but like that was a big kerfuffle back in like the early 2010s where like Nintendo was not going to let Melee be at Evo one year. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the first year, or what, but like they've just they've had this history, similar history of just being like obnoxiously controlling, even where there's not clearly it's not like a legal copyright issue. It's just like they they don't like the idea of anyone else creating like cultural meaning 
or associations around their IP without them being involved and having the final say. Right. It's also so funny because obviously Square is partnering with them and they also, they're making Kingdom Hearts and Disney is working with them and they have these Final Fantasy characters that are also in Kingdom Hearts, which they also mention like, oh, Sora already knows Sephiroth and Cloud from Kingdom Hearts and they like did a match with them, but there's this like unspoken thing that they just won't mention like and you know he also knows some other characters right right and i mean they're obviously in on the joke with that duck hunt screenshot you know and like yeah literally the only time they said disney was when sakurai explained what kingdom hearts is (laughs) right which is so fun to explain to people oh god when did kingdom hearts come out well like 2003 i think yeah because that was like like that. that was the second big i mean like uh the big crossover thing yeah yeah right. it was here. 64 or smash 64 crossover. was in-house but like yeah that was the other like mind-breaking like oh my gosh disney and these weird emo final fantasy characters <laughs> together at last also being in like middle school around like the height of kingdom hearts just and especially around like that emo era people were going insane in middle schools over that shit like it was a <laughs> cultural reset like, people talk about Endgame being the whatever crossover of its time. Like, that was really it. You know what my favorite crossover of all time is? Oh, boy. It's when Ethan Gatch, Lisa Marie Sagan, <laughs> Ian Walker, and Michael Fahey get together and do a podcast together. But now, sadly, everyone, we have to draw that podcast to a close. It is great to be back. I am so glad I missed you all, the audience, the people I'm working with here. I, I've missed everyone terribly, and I just want to say it's so good to be back. And I'll try not to go away again. Unless... Yeah, we really missed you too. Oh, yeah, and yeah my brother, super happy. And my brother <laughs> missed me too. I must mention Richard Zalko, my brother, my older brother. Uh, he was call. He called me Friday morning and said, "Wait, you're you're not on the podcast again." Aww. Yeah, poor little guy. He makes great chili. But this, you have been listening to Kotaku's Split Screen Podcast. You can reach us via email at splitscreen at kotaku.com, on Twitter at Ethan Gatch, for Ethan, at Lisa Marie underscore Lynn, L-Y-N-N, for Lisa Marie Cigarra. Mm-hmm, or at mm-hmm. Uncle Fahey for me. And you can also reach Ian online. Don't, and don't what is your Twitter handle, my, Ian? Don't tell them my Twitter <laughs> handle. <laughs> it's at Ian to the max. At Ian to the max. We don't have to say it if you don't want to. Do you want to stop and say it? I don't care. I'm just being oh. funny. I'm just trying to be funny. Uh, good job. <laughs> you can reach Ian at Ian to the max on Twitter. Uh, where, where, where he will answer all your questions for the fighting game community that's mad at him. Our producer is Michaela Heck. Our sound engineer is Ryan Allen. And we will see you next week. What if God was one of you?